You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. Leading you up till the Rangers and the Devils at what time? A bonus 30 minutes, 1230. That's what time the red hot New York Rangers. So, I mean, we have so much to do today. I don't even know if three and a half is going to cut it. But let's let's run through the menu, if if you will, indulge for a moment. And of course, as always, one eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. So what do we have today? A lot of jets. Feels dysfunctional to me. I, I don't know how you feel about it. I don't I don't know I don't know what the exact right thing is to do, but it feels like the Jets are not doing the right thing. So we'll we'll certainly get into the Jets. Good win. Nick's up, what were they up? Seventeen, nineteen last night. You think to yourself, all right, here we go. Let's just, you know, nice and tidy. And then it gets very dicey. And then in the fourth quarter, Knicks really put their foot on the pedal and just, you know, it looks like they're going to easily win. And then you get to the end, you're like, are you kidding me again? And all you have is these, you know, these thoughts of what happened against Dallas. But the Knicks were able to close this one out. So thank God for that. Knicks get a win. Good win. First time they've won in Toronto in, in, I think they said, 10 years. So really, really good job. Maybe it was 10 in a row. I forget. But it's an extended time since they've last won a game in Toronto. Good win for the Knicks last night. The Giants, it's funny. There's this thought, and I don't think we know definitively, but this thought that the Giants are not going to play Daniel Jones and not going to play Saquon Barkley. and People are upset by this? Why? Why are you upset? I, I know why. I know why. Because you go back to 2007, 2008, and you say, well, the, they played that game, and it propelled them to a run in the postseason. Okay. And if you play that game, and Eli Manning separates his shoulder and can't play in the playoffs, what does that mean now? I mean, he, here's the thing. I think you have to leave it to the coach. I don't think there is a right and wrong. And we'll hear from Herm Edwards a little bit later. There's a cut he had on, on Barton Hahn yesterday, which I heard, and I just, listen, total respect for Herm, but c- couldn't have disagreed more. Couldn't have disagreed more with what he said. So we'll get into that a little bit. Uh, would I like to beat the Eagles? I would love it. Would I, would I like to show them up and, and send them down to the five seed and have the entire NFC postseason go through San Francisco? Would absolutely love it. Is it worth risking? I mean, I'm sorry. And I don't know what the definitive plan is going to be. There's no way that the Giants should be playing Saquon Barkley tomorrow. There's, there's just no way. He shouldn't be playing. He's too valuable. He's injury prone. He's got a lot of wear and tear on that body. You give him the week off. Now you want to tell me Andrew Thomas should play? Oh, okay, I can I can deal with that. But uh, unless I need to get him into into prime shape and and to get him healthier, uh, do I need to play Xavier McKinney? Do I need to play Leonard Williams? I'm playing Leonard Williams. Looks like Adoree Jackson is getting closer to getting back. So there are all these things of what they should and shouldn't do. I, I don't think it's cut and dry, but I think to me it's obvious. And we'll hear from what Herm Edwards had to say a little bit later. And again, I, I vehemently, vehemently disagree. I mean, the Giants have done what they've had to do, right? Everything on that checklist, they've crossed it off. They're locked into the sixth seed. They're into the postseason. They've had a phenomenal year. Daniel Jones has answered all the questions. Saquon's had a great year. The coach is terrific, Right? I don't, I don't need to see, I mean, and it is a meaningless Week 18 game against Philadelphia because you know what happens. You know what happens if the Giants go out there and God forbid, and they, and they do what so many people want. You, you, don't, you don't lay up. You go out there and you get everything you have every single game. Right? You know what happens if, if Daniel Jones you know, breaks his ankle? 
and can't play. And now it's Tyrod Taylor in, in, in the game against probably the Vikings. Now, now what happens? Now you look ridiculous with egg all over your face. So, all right, obviously, 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 a lot to get into. We'll do Stump Rothenberg at 1030. We'll do the Frenzy at 1115. Maybe a little, little Mets, right? Look, sounds like, I mean, Andy Martino is reporting. And my guy Ty Butler just chimed in. I'll tell you what he said in just a second. Um, Andy Martino of SNY reporting that it looks like maybe this Correa thing is going to go sideways. And I've heard a lot of people really, oh, I can't believe it. It's such a bad look. Whether it's Correa or whether it's someone in the regular season via trade, I don't, I don't think you have to worry all that much about the Mets. And Ty is telling me, texting me, and I appreciate that. 2015 is the last time the Knicks won up in Toronto. So it's been more than a minute. That's a good win last night. Listen, Julius Randle to me is so maddening because he, he makes plays. You're like, oh, he's so good. And then there are moments where you, you want to rip your hair from the roots out of your head. But I want I wanted to start with the Jets. I think the Jets makes the most. I think the Jets makes the most sense to start the show with. I think the Jets what they're doing makes very little sense. And and Rick would say, and I give him a lot of credit for this. All right, and if you haven't listened to the to the new time, everyone says the new show. It's not a new show. It's a new time of the old show, and that is 6 to 10. It's the same hijinks. It's the same laughter. It's the same sports analysis. It's the same, you know, I, he's been in the locker room. It's the same. I've been in the locker room in a different capacity. Like, it's the same show, just a bigger stage. That's how I like to look at it, 6 to 10. But if you haven't listened to that, and I give him a lot of credit because he said for weeks now he thinks that Woody is really heavily involved. And I, and I think to myself, because it doesn't make sense to me. It just doesn't make sense to me that Woody Johnson, who, and not to be disrespectful to Woody, really not, but doesn't have the same football acumen as, say, a Joe Douglas or a Robert Sala or even a, a Mike LaFleur. I mean, any of these guys is sitting there potentially, and we don't know definitively what's true, but potentially dictating to this is what's going to happen with Zach Wilson. I mean, you hire and you do it. In, I don't understand. You should do it in any, not in sports, not in sports ownership, not in coaching, not in anything. In anything you do, you hire the person you deem to be the best for that job. And you're there as a confidant. And you're there if they have any issues. And you're there to listen. But get out of their way, for God's sakes. If you hire a person to do a job, then trust that they're capable of doing the job. And don't push the narrative if he is. And again, we don't know it definitively. We've heard rumblings that this is happening. And Rick said it weeks ago that Woody is heavily involved and wants Zach Wilson to be the quarterback. Well, how about if the guys that you have empowered, i.e. Joe Douglas and Robert Sala, turn to you and say, which they pretty much have, he can't. He can't. We, we messed up. Woody, it, it, was, it was a bad pick. It didn't work out. I mean, what, what, do, you, what do you do? I mean, in, in anything, if you open up a package of food and it's rancid, do you say, well, we spent $14 on this package of food Right on this on this this package of chicken wings or chicken legs or chicken breast or whatever it is, we spend all this money on it. We got we have we have to eat it. 
We we ha- we have to because we spent mo- we spent all this money on it. We spend all this value of taking Zach Wilson second. Oh, it it happens. You you messed up. He's not a good quarterback. From my view, he's never going to be a good quarterback. It it it's okay. I mean, it's not great. Doesn't make you look great. You Joe Douglas. It's a huge swing and miss. But you know what makes it worse? Like monumentally worse in my mind. Compounding it. Compounding it. There is really a chance that Zach, how could, how in the world could you bring Zach Wilson back into the fold, into the mix next season? How and why? You think, when was, let me ask you this question. When was the last time, or ever, I'd even go as far as saying, that a quarterback after two years in the NFL was unplayable and dreadful, and he turned into a capable NFL quarterback? Last time. And do not call me and say Daniel Jones. Because Daniel Jones year one was the one bright spot for the Giants four years ago. He came in that game against Tampa Bay. He was phenomenal. Remember? I mean, hitting Darius Slayton on a bomb. Went, I mean, if I brought up his numbers, Zach Wilson in his entire NFL, two-year NFL career, has never had a game anywhere near that. Not even close to that one game. Remember, I think, was it Matt Gay, who was the Rams kicker now, who who missed a chip shot field goal, and the Giants walked out of there with the win? But year one, Daniel Jones gave you tremendous promise. Year two and three were not so good. Injury riddled. Lack of weapons. Bad offensive line. Maybe he regressed, right? Maybe he just wasn't very good. But at least he gave you real reason for optimism year one. Zach Wilson hasn't given you that. If you bring back Zach Wilson next year, even a competition, with Jimmy Garoppolo, because, I mean, guys, look around the league. Backup quarterbacks play. Backup quarterbacks play all the time. And and if that's the case, that he's going to wind up either competing for a job or you bring in Jimmy Garoppolo, what do you think the over-under would be on games he plays next year? Nine and a half? Ten and a half? Eleven and a half? Whatever it is, you're going to get Five, six games from your backup quarterback with Jimmy Garoppolo. That's just that's just almost factual now. I mean, look what's happened this year. Garoppolo went out. Now you have Brock Purdy, who's more than competent. But if you're the Jets, and also, what are we doing tomorrow? I can't see Zach Wilson tomorrow. He's that broken? Go read a book. It's like, I, I know that Salah and LaFleur, they try to defend this guy, and they try to do the right thing. But it's almost like in just the heat of the moment, they can't. And they don't know what to do because they're so flummoxed by the situation. So if you think that it's going to change on a dime, and after two years of being really unplayable at that level of just ineptitude, right? All of a sudden, it's just going to, oh, oh, this is Zach Wilson. He's really good. Go read a book. Go do something. It's time to to cut ties. And again, it's a swing and a miss. It happens. It's not good. There's nothing good about it. But what compounds it and makes it, in my mind, monumentally worse is by thinking you can take the rancid chop meat and turn it into something delightful. 1-800-919-3700. Seven six Nets also get Nets people on Twitter. How about the Nets last night? Nets also. This is all they do now. 
is win another, another game because they are scalding red hot. So, lot to do leading up to the Rangers and the Devils at 12.30. And I know my my guy, I guess you're my guy. You know what? That might not be true. Joe Leo, you might be my guy over Harvey. But one of my guys on the Saturday show, Harvey Cruz, who immediately, like the first thing he told me this morning when I saw him is, I, I don't feel well, I have a cold, and a headache. All right, Harvey, we're going we're gonna to nurse you through the show today, and then the Rangers are going to hammer your New Jersey Devils. So 1-800-919-3776. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't think so, but maybe you hear what I say, and you're like, no, you're wrong. Let me know. But I think I'm 100% right. When you've made a mistake, you move on. It's time to move on. Rothenberg with you, Saturday morning, solo, 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. I almost said deep the intro on Rothenberg, but Rick is, I think, knee-deep in, um, in might hockey right now. I think he, he was telling me his weekend yesterday on the show, and it's like he, he was up in Bristol till, I, I think he said, like, 2 in the morning, drove back to... Long Island, probably got there at 4, and then had Milo's hockey starting at 8 o'clock this morning. All day today, and then all day tomorrow. Woo. I, I lo- I'm, I'm not even exaggerating with you. I love watching my kids play sports. There is a line of what becomes too much. That sounds like it's too much. Although I got, how about this now? Jolio, how are you? By the way, how are you? I'm doing all right. How are you, Dave? Uh, You know, it didn't sound like you really had any interest in talking to me right there. Well, I was, you know, getting, I just got finished getting off hold with, uh, or putting Marv on hold. So, you know, you kind of caught me by surprise, but I'm okay. doing all right. All right, good. I like to hear that. I'm not going to ask Harv because I know Harv is, is not feeling great this morning. How, how about this? So I didn't even know. I didn't even realize that there were NFL games today until they announced that there were games at, at 4.30 and 8 o'clock tonight, right? <clears throat> So Alex, my youngest, you haven't had the, the pleasure of meeting yet. He's a, a savage. He's terrific. He has a lacrosse, a big box lacrosse tournament, which is the indoor lacrosse. But where does he have it? In God knows where, Pennsylvania. So after the show today, I have to drive, me, my wife, and my little guy, two and a half hours to this tournament, plays all day, and then two and a half hours back. So guess who doesn't get to watch these two games today? Guess who that would be? Or do you have Sirius? Uh, we have, yeah, we have Sirius, but um, I'm going to be in the car, and then I'm going to be in the event. Yeah, but you could listen to the, the game on the ride home. I think the first, I think the, yeah, we can get to listen. And that's the game I really, but I, here's the thing, and this is a weird thing to say, but this is honestly genuinely true. I never miss a game. Ever. Ever miss a game. So for me, to, the, the, you know when like, they, they take the shark out of the water? And they put him on the side of the boat, and he's just like, he doesn't know what's happening. Like, he's flailing around, and he's literally a fish out of water. That's what this is going to be like for me today. Well, do you you don't have the possibility of watching the game on your phone? I, uh, I know you don't. Not only do I have the possibility, I believe that I can do that, but that's that's not me. You don't want to be that parent that's No, in the I don't care about, I, listen, the last the thing game. I care about even a little bit is offending or upsetting or anything. No, I don't. I don't care at all. I don't feel like I am, I'm ensconced the way I need to be in the games when I'm watching on my phone and something else is happening. 
So you you don't want to be half dialed in is what I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, for me, if I could watch the game and pay close attention on a 50 or 60 inch television, now I'm watching on an iPhone. That's that's not the same. So and that's what I'm gonna that's what I'm gonna have today. I and I want this little kid to understand the sacrifices I'm making for him. So what you could do is live like you're in 1980 again. Turn your phone off and just when I, anybody comes up to you and says, you know. Did you hear what Mahomes just did? Just say, ah, 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 exactly, exactly. Or I could wear a sign, like a board. Right, you can make a sign, like a don't sign, talk and me. put it, a, a, you know, like walk, like one of those sandwich boards where, like, you put it over your neck and you have it on each side. Do not tell me anything about the football. Yeah, you could do that. I don't know that that works. Or you could just, you know, wear earplugs the entire day. No, I'm not. not I'm not going to do it. I'm. I'm going to phone the thing. But I, I, I let you know I am not happy about it. And he, I need him to realize the sacrifices as a parent I'm making for him to watch his lacrosse. And I already told him. I said, if you suck, we're going to have a real problem. I said, I have real expectations about how good you're going to be. And he said, I got you. So we'll see. I'll, I'll report back. I, I will absolutely let you know. All right, let's get to the calls. 1-800-919-3776. Obviously... The Jets are a hot topic and should be because I, I don't understand why you couldn't. Why couldn't you start Zach Wilson tomorrow? He's that broken now. And then on top of it, if he's that broken now, if he's that incapable now, you really think that you're going to be able to, to on a dime this offseason, fix him and bring him back as as either competing for the quarterback or as the backup quarterback? Mike White's the perfect backup quarterback in this league. And by the way, Samini reported yesterday, five broken ribs. That's the best option against Seattle. Can't play. Won't get cleared. Biggest game of the season. Biggest game in years. Let's throw out the guy with five broken ribs over Zach Wilson. Or even Joe Flacco. What do I need to see Joe Flacco for tomorrow? Makes no sense to me. 1-800-919-3776. Let's go to Jose in Brooklyn. Good morning, Jose. You're on 98.7. Good morning, Dave. How's it going? <laughs> uh, it's, go- it's going great. What do you got this morning? Nice to talk to you. Uh, uh, it, 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 I got this morning, like, I, I kind of, I'm just like, it, remember when I said last Christmas, like, I, I felt that this was an ownership pick, and now I'm just feeling like if he is definitely on this team next year, uh, there's just no more evidence that needs to be handed in. Because I just feel like when you even look at the Adam Gase, Joe Douglas picks, Makai Buck Becton is the eyesore with the injury-prone problems, but most of those guys are still contributing players on the team. And the other, and then the Zach Wilson draft, everybody else was pretty much at least a base hit with, you know, Vera Tucker and the Carters. And Yeah, I wouldn't even say Vera Tucker's a base hit. I would say Vera Tucker's an extra base oh, hit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And but, then but you got thing, Jose, it, it, and I don't know this to be true, but if this is true... This is, I mean, you wonder why the Jets haven't been to the playoffs in, in now 12 years and counting oh, and the longest in the definitely. NFL. If, if Woody Johnson got in the ear, and I don't know this is true, and I want a caveat for that before I even say it, got in the ear of Joe Douglas and said, this is the guy. Take this guy. Got to draft this guy. The Jets have no hope ever if that's what's happening. 
I think that is what's happening, sadly. And we know how management works and how jobs work. And at the end of the day, we have to do what we have to do to the person who ever is controlling our faith and our employment. And, you know, this is, and this is just how life is set up. And when we talk about the quarterback, how many times do we hear they're the CEO and the representative of that team? And if you don't think that the ownership doesn't have a say in Picking that with the number two overall, I don't know what to, what else to say. I, I I just I don't want it to be true. Thanks for the call, Jose. I just, it it pains me that there's a chance that that's true. Really, because it, it, if in fact ownership is saying I want you to draft this guy, and now once you've had him and he's bombed on the stage as much as he possibly could, I expect you to keep him and and try to figure out a way to make it work and play him. You have no chance. This league is hard enough. I mean, this team hasn't gone to the best in 12 years. Do you understand how, and again, I'm being sincere, how difficult it actually is to not go to the playoffs for 12 years in this league? They've even expanded the postseason now. Seven teams go every year. Almost half the conference goes. I mean, you felt like with the Giants, right? It was it was embarrassing. They've been awful they've been the dregs of the league five years five 12 oh my god i mean i give you i give the jets fan a lot and i mean this sincerely a lot of credit a lot it's hard to be of a fan of a team that just listen i root for georgetown right that's that's my and whether you like it it makes sense whatever that's the team i root for okay and Obviously, they're embarrassing. Like what Patrick Ewing has done is turn that. First of all, they were a an, a, a, a like a blue blood, right? They, they were, uh, yeah, they do. They were an elite program back when John Thompson took over. the The father, John Thompson, took over, and then they've gone downhill. But even when John Thompson, the kid, was here, they went to a Final Four. They were, you know, a twenty one team. They were competing for the Big East. They were middle of the pack of the Big East. They were they were good. Not great like you had, had once dealt with, but they were good. And now they're irrelevant. So I, I watch Georgetown, and I'm almost apathetic. It's like you're watching, like, all right, whatever. They lose that, tw- what is that, 25 games in a row in the Big East? 27 games in a row in the Big East? They play Marquette today, and I, and I saw, like, the, whatever, maybe the, the CPI, the college, uh, CBI, the college basketball index, whatever, you know, like the FPI gives you the, the numbers and the stats of, of the NFL. It gives them a 4% chance to win at Marquette. They're 18.5-point underdogs. They have become a joke. And sadly, 12 years of no playoffs, it's, I mean, when you pick top 5, 6, 10 every single year, do you know how hard it is to not go to the postseason? Look at Jacksonville. Two years ago, first pick in the draft. Now they play for a division title tonight. It's just, it's, it's remarkable how hard it is for the Jets. It's amazing. All right, we'll take a break. Jets, Giants, we'll get to the NBA. Little Mets, Stump Rothenberg, the frenzy, and an extended half hour as well. It's a big day, and it's right here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. Joe Leo. Joe Leo. Yes, sir. 
Did you hear what happened this week with the Islanders jersey? Yeah, I did. And was that the right move by me, or do you think that I'm a, I'm a bad human being? I don't think you're a bad human being. I would have thought twice about doing it with the note <clears throat> excuse me, that they sent. It was a personalized handwritten letter from Mr. Ledecky. Right. So that, that would get me to think at least a second about putting it on. But what I would have done is mm-hmm. I would have put it on the back of the chair. I don't, I, but I wouldn't have put it on because I agree with you. I, as a Ranger fan, I, I would not wear. Right. I would wear a Devils jersey before. Oh, I, I would wear, not. I'm, I'm not wearing anything like that. I'm not wearing, it's, it's not specific Islanders. I'm not wearing Devils. I'm not wearing Flyers. I'm not wearing Islanders. I mean, to be truth be told, I'm not wearing any other jersey. So if you didn't hear and you're just tuning in, like, wait, what the hell is he talking about? The Islanders and and a, a beautiful gesture sent me a gorgeous jersey. With, with the number 50 on it for their 50th anniversary with a handwritten note from Mr. Ledecky. And the, I mean, just wonderful. But I, I can't wear it. But I I'm do, a Rangers fan. I do agree with, I think it was Don that said it. Give it to, you know, a member of the company that's an Islanders fan. You could have, you know, at some event. I, I, and that's fine. And that's fine. Give but it, it has away. My, it has my name on it. Yeah, but you don't think one of you, one of the members of the company would have loved a Rothenberg Islanders jersey? All right, so, so that's fine. I'm not I'm not opposed to that. But how can but but then I heard you know them making it sound like I'm public enemy number one of how uh, how awful of a, of a thing that you've done by not putting this Islanders jersey on and you're 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 disrespectful and you this no. If anyone's disrespectful, it's them sending me something they know I'm not going to wear. Is what it is. I don't know if it's disrespectful for them, but I think I agree with you. I, you know, it's a thanks, but no thanks. I'm a Ranger fan. Uh, you know, you appreciate the gesture, but uh, you know, let's move on. Let, let's let's move on. I mean, you root for the Rangers, right? I do. Would you put on an Islanders jersey? No, I still right. wouldn't. You you root for the Jets, right? Yes. If the Pagula sent you a beautiful Josh Allen number seventeen jersey, you gonna wear that? No. With a handwritten note from from the husband and wife. Oh, dear Joe Leo, th- you know th- we, we appreciate all the hard work and 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 you, your work with a former member of the organization. He, here's a token of our, our, our appreciation. Here's a beautiful Buffalo Bills jersey. You gonna wear it? No, I would give it to a Bills fan. And I stand by it. If you, and I don't mean you, Joe Leo, if you out there would put on a jersey of your biggest rival. You, you need to really do a deep dive into the fraud fan and fact that you are. I, now, now, here's the thing. Yeah? The only, the only way that, you know, I would wear that jersey is if I lost a bet. So let's say you and Rick That's made different. a bet. About, That's right, different. But it's, exactly. So, you know. If but you, I didn't lose a bet, and I can't lose a bet to Rick because the guy's the worst gambler known to man. Well, maybe, you know, you put some scratch on oh, the Islanders and Rangers don't play anymore this year, but maybe next year. Well, maybe they meet in the postseason. Or maybe that. If How the, nice would that be? If, but that, but then that, that now becomes a punishment. Well, I mean, right, you right? That's, that's now a punishment. Yes, but you still ha- you have the jersey. It's just collecting dust at this point. Right. Well, it's in, it's in the studio. Yeah. So I I, and, then I, and then I get like the K-Show guy saying, well, give, give it to one of your kids. No. No, I don't. I don't want my kids to wear an Islanders jersey either. So it's no. These are these are these are just they're non-starters. They're not options, and it's not going to happen. Let's go to um, let's go to Frank in Belmore. Hi, Frank. Good morning. You're on ninety-eight-seven. Hey, good morning, Dave. Um, I, I want to just add that you know if Woody Johnson is actually 
hiring people to do a specific job and then interfering with that. You know, as a business owner myself, you cannot hire people to do a specific job and then not and interfere with what they're trying to do. You can assess what they've done at the end of the year or maybe midway. But if you're getting involved the way you said he is, I don't That's know probably, that, Frank. I don't, I don't know, know that. that either, yeah. Those are the rumblings. Kay said it yesterday. Right. Rick has said that. Semini has intimated that. I I personally do that no, do not know that. But if you read the tea leaves, it sounds like Woody is involved here. It, it seems like that. So I'll get to the point why I called. Um, it, you know, I'm not an over-the-top fan like I was now that I became a grandfather. Right. But maybe it makes me a little more objective. With Zach Wilson... Um, Robert Sala, I'm not going to trash him. He's, he's a tremendous coach. He probably worked his whole life to become an NFL coach. But to me, it doesn't seem like he's had the right people coaching him or around him. Now, yeah, you can say that maybe he doesn't have the arm strength. Sorry, we misread that. Can't, can never do that. But apparently he has all the physical tools, and there's a mental issue. So if this is the case, and you, what you've done in the past two years is not working, and you're sitting there saying, oh, well, we're going to build him up, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. How about changing the plan? getting good people around him. And the, and the last thing I'll say is, if you took Zach so Wilson... So you would hang on to Zach Wilson and, and change the coaching staff around him? Is that what you would suggest? Well, let me just say, I've been yeah. to... I coached for over 20 years, and I've been to a lot of seminars. Bill Belichick spoke for about 10 seconds at one maybe 15 years ago. Every successful coach I've ever met, and the greatest coaches in the world, the number one thing they'll tell you is that you have to put people in position to be successful first. You cannot just put a square peg through a round hole. And I think they're missing it with Zach Wilson. Um, and I just, I'll say this. If you took Zach Wilson and put him with Andy Reid for two years, or say Bill Belichick, do you think he'd be a little more progressed? Uh, a little more progressed, so. sure. Absolutely. So, but do I think that he'd be a competent NFL quarterback? I'm not certain about that by any stretch. I'm not certain either, but I think it's worth really taking a, a, an objective assessment and getting a different plan for this kid because he looks lost they they can't play they're telling him go read a book i know that 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 alone tells you you know i've seen robert salah throughout the year be have his coaching camp yelled at by a defensive player only right after that for the defense to take off i've seen him after the new england game to make a comment and then the uh the, the head group of the jets go to him and then all of a sudden zach wilson's deactivated his decision making time management has not been the best, and I think that somebody needs to really deal with Zach Wilson separately from him. I don't know who they're going to get. I don't know how to do it, but they haven't done the right thing by this kid. So, Frank, and this is a good call, and I appreciate you chiming in. And hang on with me for a second. If you are a legitimate offensive coordinator, right? Let's say you, Frank from Belmore, is a good, solid offensive coordinator, right? Um, do you, would you take this job? Oh, absolutely. You, you absolutely. okay? So, so you're going to take you're going to take a job where if the team doesn't go to the postseason, you, the entire coaching staff is probably fired. You want that job? One hundred percent. Otherwise, you're not a legitimate coach. Any any legitimate coach wants this challenge. No, I I, I don't think that's accurate. I think it's the first. And no, it's a good call, and I appreciate. It. I think it's the first thing you said that is just incorrect. If you're Frank Reich and you can get an offensive coordinator's job on a team that has stability, because right now, let's be fair. If you bring back Zach Wilson. The, the best case scenario for him is he turns good. But if he's not good and you don't fix him and you're Frank Reich, you're gone. Salah's gone. Douglas gone. You're gone. After probably one year. Because as good as Joe Douglas has been, how, I mean, how long is the leash? 
1-800-919-3776. Go to Chris in Jersey. Hi, Chris. You're next up on 98.7. Morning, Dave. How's it going? Uh, it's it's going. I'll tell you that, Chris. What's going on, pal? I hear you. The last quarter kind of stole my thunder. I, I just think, listen, you talked about how the Jets haven't been in the playoffs in, what, over a decade now? I just think the problem is this franchise gives up on developing quarterbacks too quick. And they've never set these guys they draft up for success. I mean, look at, look at the, the class that Zach Wilson came out of. Trevor Lawrence, Doug Peterson, right? You had Trey Lance, their quarterback. You know, you have Shanahan, who's like the quarterback whisperer, apparently. Mac Jones goes with McDaniels. These little floor brothers, who have they developed? Who have they developed that make both of them? Well, I, for, the firstly, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what what um, the Lafleur brothers has has to do with anything. I don't know what Matt Lafleur has to do with anything. Well, there's there's two of them, right? Everybody, yeah, but, Matt, but one, one, of, one of them has something to do right? with the Jets. So why, why are we talking about Matt Lafleur? Because these two brothers are both hyped. But like, yeah, I mean, you talking about the two brothers. Well, I mean, how, how about how, does Bill Belichick okay, have so a brother? What's his track record? My, why are we talking about Matt Lafleur? Let's stick with the Lafleur with the Jets, right? Okay, Mike Lafleur, fine. Yeah, Mike LaFleur. He hasn't developed – what is his track record? He's 30-something years old. The Jets need to go get a proven offensive mind to come in here and work with these guys for once ever. And the one guy they actually tried to go out and get was Adam Gaze of all the offensive minds. You go out on Monday morning, you pick up the phone, and you call Frank Reich. And you say, come in here and give it a shot. You don't just cut the bait. I on ask you the same question, Chris. Frank Wright experienced good, solid offensive mind. Why would he want this where it could blow up in, in five? If he comes here, I can fix him. I can fix him. Yeah. And he can't fix him. Now you're out on your you-know-what. Goodbye. Yeah. As right? opposed to what he's doing right now? What is he doing right uh, now? You know what? I think Frank Wright can get a job. <laughs> I think Frank Wright can uh, probably get a, a more stable job than, than this tenuous Jets job right now. I'm just saying, I don't, I think you pick up the phone and you make the call. LaFleur's not it. He's not it. And I'll tell you what, Mike White, he's not it either. He's a, I agree. He's a 28-year-old journeyman backup quarterback. I agree. I, I, think, I think Mike Joe White, and, and thanks for the call, Chris, and I agree with you. I think Mike White is a, he's a, he's a good, good, solid backup quarterback. A good, solid backup quarterback. Right, I need a guy. Uh, my my starter gets hurt. It's ten ten at the half. I bring in Mike White. Can I win that game? You know what? I sure can. I sure can. But to go into a season with Mike White as as top of the depth chart, there is there is no way. And but at least we know that. But but here's the thing: How come we know that? How come everybody feels confidently saying only because Zach Wilson is the second overall pick? Well, you know what? Sometimes you mess up. Sometimes you do. And when you mess up. There's two ways you can attack it. You can either compound it and make it worse, or you could say, you know what? I messed up. I made a mistake. Let me remedy it rather than, than compound it more over and over and over. And that, to me, is what the Jets need to do. There's, fine. You want to bring them back? Bring them back. And if it doesn't work out, then who's going to pay the consequences? 1-800-919-3776. A lot of Jets into the Giants. A little mess. This Correa thing, I don't know. Knicks with a good win. Week 18 in the NFL. Stump Rothenberg, a frenzy. Oh, it's all happening. And it's happening right here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. People are lined up around the corner. 
for the show today. Let's get to more of your calls and bring in, I mean, a man of the people. One, one of my favorites, Marv in the Bronx. Good morning, Marv. Good morning, David. Happy New Year. This is our first call, 2023. My, you know, I'm a diehard Giant fan, but I watch all kind of football. First of all, I'd like to extend my prayers to that young man, what happened to him on Monday, you know, like uh, praying for him. Terrible and story. Hopefully. And you know what, Marv? It looks like we're going to have a, a, a phenomenal resolution to this, but a terrifying, awful, you know, just gut-wrenching story. I want to say a message to you, Dave. I appreciate your empathy and your compassion because there's certain sports writers that don't have a clue, and we won't mention their names because it's it's not. Um, yeah, because 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 I'm a I'm a decent human being. You, you yeah, don't have to yeah. throw roses at my feet. I, I think, yeah, I think yeah. just just more of the people that don't get it are just it's embarrassing for them. Well, some some people should get rid of their callousness. But here's the thing. My red flag with Zach Wilson was I watched the tape on him early before they drafted him, and he was running around with shorts and making all the passes. And then I think I mentioned to you, I said, you know what? That's easy to do when there's not a 270-pound person that can run a 4'8 chasing you. That's a whole different story. And I think uh, I never like to have a person lose their job because I know what that feels like, but it, it might be time to move on and, and look for another quarterback for the Jets. I, I don't even think it, it's a might be. To me, it's just it's very cut and dry. Like like Zach Wilson is not is not it. When you know it's not it, you move on. Do you, I mean, you tell me you're a big sports guy. Do you, do you think that if you bring in a better offensive-minded coordinator or someone that can work with young guys and young struggling guys better that you're going to fix this kid? Well, I think with, with him – he has all the physical attributes. I think it's between the heads. But you know, you know what, Mark? So did Jamarcus heads. Russell. Like, I'm, like, you remember Jamarcus Russell, and he could he could take the ball from the ten yard line and throw it to the other goal line. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. all, all no, these guys have immense physical attributes. Yeah. yeah, but I say it's a mental. I think he might. Like I saw him the other day on the, on the sideline, he was shot. But I, with that, I want to offer my apologies to Daniel Jones because I was a hater, and he has convinced me. He made me a believer. See, this is why you're one of my favorites, because you and I are lockstep here. Because there's hey, nothing you're, you're wrong. You're the man, Dave. No, but Look, Marv. I can't, I can't start my Saturdays without you. I, I know, man. I love you too, Marv. But here's the thing. There's nothing wrong. And it ta- I don't even think it takes a big person. But all you, when you're wrong, you stand up. You say, hey, I've been wrong. And you move forward. You have a lot more credibility than if you if – you, there's a lot of people that they said he was going to stink. Now he looks like he's pretty good, and they backtrack, and they say, well, well, I, I didn't realize the coaching and then this, and, and he's not that good. Like, he's good. I thought he was not going to be good. I was wrong. And you do it, and I do it, but there's a lot of people that can't, can't get away with doing that. And I don't know why. I was wrong. I'm thrilled to be wrong. I mean, I could sit here, it would take me, I'd be on well past 1230 to tell you all the things I've been wrong about. I'm right a bunch of times too, but I'm not playing this hot take game. I'm giving you my honest assessment of things. And my honest assessment is I thought Daniel Jones was cooked. Now, they did him no favors, right? I mean, with with, with Shermer and McAdoo, I mean, you you sit here, you you can go through everybody and how how bad it's it's been with this guy. And Joe Judge, it's, it's, it's been bad, really bad. But I thought that he was just never going to amount to anything. And Brian Dable, to his credit, I mean, completely turned this thing around. And I didn't think he could. And th- and because of that, I was wrong. So uh, do you think less of me? Maybe. And if you do, then you do. Do you, th- do you think less of me because I had an opinion and I shared my opinion with you and I was wrong? Well, if, that, if, if you're looking for hosts or friends or people in the industry that are never wrong, you're going to look long and far. 
But there's nothing wrong with admitting, I thought this, it didn't pan out, and I'm wrong. And you know what? I'm happy to be wrong. You know what else I'm wrong about? Um, I, I didn't think the Giants are going to be a playoff team this year. I was wrong with that. I'm thrilled to be wrong. I don't think they're going to beat the Eagles tomorrow. If they do, and I'm wrong, great. Let's be wrong. Let's be wrong. I think they have a good chance to beat Minnesota. I think they beat Minnesota. I think they lose in the next game. You know what? Let's be wrong. Let, 2007, I wasn't sure they were going to beat Tampa. They beat Tampa. Great. I didn't think they were going to beat Dallas. You know what? I was wrong. I didn't think they were going to beat Green Bay. Guess what? Wrong again. Undefeated New England. Two touchdown underdog. Guess who didn't think they were going to win? I didn't. Guess what? I was wrong. I'll be wrong all over the place. All over the place. For, for, for the result that I want to have happen. And every time I am, I'm going to take to the airwaves. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to tell you, guess what? I was wrong. And if you can't do that as a sports talk show host who you sit here and all you do is give your opinions, then you're a fraud. 1-800-919-3776. And then you also have no convictions in your true opinions. Because there's going to be a lot of times, and I think maybe more often than not, where I'm going to be right. 1-800-919-3776. Saturday morning, Rothenberg, just kind of getting started. Uh, 98.7 ESPN.